Hey, everybody. Today on the Charlie Kirk Show, the big lie that Obama has been telling and the early test for Republicans. That and so much more brought to you by those of you that support us at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. And if you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, where we play offense with a sense of urgency to win America's culture war, go to tpusa.com, tpusa.com. Important episode in store. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Barack Obama has been doing a suspicious amount of television lately. Why has Barack Obama been doing more media after the election than before the election? Maybe Barack Obama has his ego hit a little bit that Joe Biden allegedly received more votes than him in this last election. Maybe Barack Obama is worried that there might be a report coming out that might implicate him in a spying scandal. Speaking of which, where is the Durham report? I never was optimistic about the chances of that. But here we are. Barack Obama went on The Breakfast Club, which I think is hosted by, what is his name? Charlemagne the God? Yeah, that's right. Charlemagne the God. Who has a tendency to trip up all politicians who come on his program. I will give him credit for that. Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton all had less than glamorous appearances there. Barack Obama went out of his way to Insult Hispanic voters. Play cut four. Um, People were surprised about uh, a lot of Hispanic folks who voted for Trump. But there's a lot of evangelical Hispanics who, you know, the fact that Trump says racist things about Mexicans or puts uh, detainees, uh, you know, uh, uh, undocumented workers in cages they think that's less important than the fact that, you know, he uh, supports their views on, you know, gay marriage or abortion. And so, first of all, it was Barack Obama that put children in cages. And it was Joe Biden who helped oversee that policy. Barack, uh, Donald Trump ended that. And the hyperfixation on this children in cages narrative on the left is so incredibly intentional. It's thought control. It really is. It's not true. It's not based in any sort of fact, but they keep repeating it. They keep on saying it. It's almost like an incantation of the left where it becomes a form of identity. Children in cages done by Donald Trump. Children in cages done by Donald Trump. It, it has taken almost it's, it's, it's a life form of its own. And Barack Obama basically went out of his way to call Hispanics bigots. If this is some form of a Democrat strategy to win back the Hispanic vote, I'm not really following or tracking that. Now, Hispanics are, in increasing numbers, becoming evangelical. I'm an evangelical, Bible-believing Christian. 
Barack Obama's already called me a bigot, so he doesn't have to do that again. And this really bothers a lot of Democrats, the, the way that Hispanics are viewing their role in the American experience. They don't like lockdowns. Hispanics are very much against lockdowns. They're small business owners. Hispanics actually are the biggest proponents of the wall. They are the biggest believers in deportation of illegal aliens. And the Chamber of Commerce types, the Jeb Bush types in the Republican Party, have wrongly led us to believe that all Hispanics want open borders and they want amnesty for all. Joe Biden's already calling for amnesty for millions of illegals in our country. And the current trends with Hispanics, they spell trouble for Democrats. If Republicans learn from Donald Trump and talk about issues that actually matter to normal people, not Chamber of Commerce corporate tax rate discussions, which is the only thing that Republicans got done when they had control of the two chambers. They didn't get anything meaningful done. I mean, the, the tax cut for middle class workers was fine, but it was overshadowed by the overemphasis to lower corporate tax cuts which only gave the Democrats the fodder they needed to normal people to say, don't you want a political party that better represents your economic interests? Of course, Donald Trump did that. But in a, in a very stunning turn of events, what we are seeing is black and Hispanic voters historically support a man that white liberals think is racist. So white liberals think Donald Trump is racist. And yet it's black and Hispanics that went out of their way to go support him. Why? Maybe because he's not racist and they know a racist when they see one. Maybe also because Hispanic voters are voters of faith. Barack Obama in the quote basically cheapens this whole abortion argument. Even though Barack Obama, his views of gay marriage used to be his his view was one man, one woman. And Barack Obama is going to have a tough time finding his place in this new Democrat party. This new Democrat party is about to represent viewpoints, policies, and ideas that are very unpopular with the American people. As I have predicted on this program, Joe Biden will have us in another war or conflict within 18 months. You can play back this tape in June or August, whenever it ends up happening, when those Tomahawk missiles start flying and they blame it on Trump for retreating from the world and our loved ones go back into war. You can play this tape. I'll be proven correct. They will re-enter, they'll re-enter us into international climate agreements. They will go out of their way to have amnesty for your legal aliens. They'll sign executive orders against gun ownership the first time there is any sort of controversy regarding firearms in this country. But Barack Obama is going to have a tough time because a lot of Barack Obama's energy, the spirit behind Barack Obama's political movement, especially in 2008, was against corruption in government. The reason why normal people rose up in Ohio to go vote for Barack Obama, despite not agreeing with his worldview or his political agenda, is because Barack Obama made a series of promises 
around ending wars. Barack Obama was the anti-war candidate in 2008. Hillary Clinton was not. Hillary Clinton voted for the Iraq war when she was a senator from New York. Barack Obama pledged to end the Iraq war. Barack Obama capitalized on the Howard Dean anti-war movement that started in 04. Barack Obama also made a series of promises to put every single bill transparently online for all of the American public to read before he signed it into law. Ended up not doing it. Barack Obama pledged to close Guantanamo Bay. Barack Obama pledged to say there are no red states, no blue states, just the United States of America. In a lot of different ways, Barack Obama, he built a lot of the base of what ended up being the Trump movement, not on a, not on a policy side, not on the socialist side, not on any of that. That's a lazy, sloppy interpretation of it. He said Barack Obama positioned himself as a crusader against a bipartisan, corrupt political elite that could then give you hope and change. It was far less about high taxes and low taxes and immigration policy and socialism. That's not why people believed in Obama in 08 and continued in 2012. It's because he positioned himself as the guy that was going to give voice to the little guy against the corporate interest, against the fear of the warmonger, against the person who seems as if their decisions are meaningless. And he did a great job of that. But Barack Obama is not going to have a place in this Democrat party. He won't. Well, in reality, Barack Obama is far more technocratic and transactional than I think we give him credit for at times. But Bernie Sanders and Obama and the tens of millions of well-intentioned quasi-socialists that follow him are going to start to realize that Joe Biden represents a corporate takeover of our government. That Joe Biden represents the billionaire class reassuming their place to control our $4 trillion government. It's now up for Republicans to say, are we going to now represent 80, 80% of the country? Or are we going to just try and pander to the Chamber of Commerce and shut down our country and hope Amazon, Google, and the big data, big tech overlords spare us when the red terror happens. Is your home protected? There are more criminals on the loose than ever before, with the prisons being opened and with police not being allowed to do their job. That's why you need Simply Safe. Simply Safe Home Security is having a massive Christmas sale. 40% off any Simply Safe Home Security and a free security camera. Here's how it works. It won the CNET Editor's Choice Award for home security and was named the best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. The system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's really easy. Then Simply Safe Security Specialist Takeover, monitoring your home around the clock, ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 40% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash charlie. Go today. The deal is this week only. That's simplysafe.com slash Charlie. Simplysafe.com slash Charlie. You remember Barack Obama at one point in time said he believed marriage was between one man and one woman. He now calls Hispanics bigots for having, well, he didn't say bigots, but essentially he was calling them pseudo bigots for having these exact same beliefs. Play tape. Define marriage. 
I believe that marriage uh, is the union between a man and a woman. Would you support um, a, uh, a constitutional amendment with that, uh, that definition? No, I would not. I am not somebody who promotes same-sex marriage, but I do believe in civil unions. I do believe that we should not, uh, th that for a gay partners to want to visit each other in a hospital, mm -hmm. for the state to say, you know what, that's all right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think in any way inhibits my core beliefs about what marriage are. And he reinforces that his his beliefs of marriage are it's just amazing how the Democrats go from. Supporting socially conservative values to all of a sudden ridiculing people for having those beliefs. Barack Obama represented a very interesting moment in American political history. Barack Obama was challenging this dynasty rule of Clinton Bush, international wars, bad trade deals. Barack Obama came across the scene at the right place at the right time, promising the correct things. Remember, his bid for the presidency back in 2008 was a long shot. Hillary Clinton was the heir apparent. Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the nominee. And Obama and Hillary dueled. Battled it out. Hillary Clinton then got her shot and lost to President Trump. But we are seeing in the movements of Obama and then Trump is Americans express their disgust with our institutions. If Biden becomes president of the United States and gets sworn in, America's hatred distrust, skepticism, venom, and anger towards our institutions is only going to intensify. And you are going to see one of two things. The Democrats will now become the defenders and the protectors of the intelligence agencies, the warmongering community, the pharmaceutical companies, the data and the tech companies, the media companies, the media institutions, academia, every major power source in this country that you have grown to distrust, or they, you see they get special carve-outs, that's who the Democrats represent. The question is, will the Republicans do the opposite? Will the Republicans try and represent normal people and normal interests, or will they, will they make a decision to be, still become the Chamber of Commerce light party. Let's play cut 10. Peter Navarro, the Biden administration picks look like a Miss Globalist pageant. Let's say that's really well worded. Play cut 10. That was, uh, <laughs> that was quite a, it looked like the Miss Globalist pageant there uh, that you showed in the clip there with uh, everybody uh, ready to, basically ship our jobs back offshore that that guy Blinken, if i'm not mistaken uh has run kind of a consulting firm where he specializes in getting market access to communist china miss globalist pageant in the next segment i want to dive deeper into what would happen if joe biden gets sworn in as president of the united states who is he appointing and what can we actually do about it we are starting to see his potential cabinet take shape. And I also want to do this from a Bernie Sanders supporters view. 
the Bernie Sanders voters have been promised quite a lot. They support Bernie not because of his socialist policies. They support Bernie because he represents a change of how we do government in this country, some of which I agree with, some of which I completely disagree with. There's a lot here that we can learn that the media isn't telling you. Has this election cycle gotten you stressed out, worn down? If so, time to bounce back. What is the number one mineral to fight stress and fatigue? Magnesium. I want you to try a new dietary supplement of veggie capsules with me called Magnesium Breakthrough. From friends of the show, buy Optimizers. This is the magnesium supplement I recommend because it combines all seven essential forms of magnesium into one convenient daily dosage. Most magnesium supplements fail because they are not full spectrum. When you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, so many functions in your body can get upgraded. The supplements are designed to enhance focus, sleep, reduce inflammation, and improve your body's reaction to stress. Check out Magnesium Breakthrough. Take two pills a day with your evening meal and reverse magnesium deficiency in all of its forms. Use promo code KIRK10 for 10% off any order. Go to buyoptimizers.com forward slash KIRK. That's buyoptimizers.com, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash KIRK. Then promo code KIRK10 to apply the discount. Let's go to cut eight. This is very important. Before we play tape, if Joe Biden is inaugurated, this is now coming out to be the first test for Republicans. A very important test, a civilization defining test. Play cut eight. But I am going to make a commitment in the first hundred days. I will send a immigration bill to the United States Senate with a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people in America. You hear that? Joe Biden will immediately send it not to the House of Representatives. Isn't that interesting? Because he knows he's got them in his back pocket. But instead, he'll send it to the U.S. Senate. What is Joe Biden really saying here? Is Joe Biden... And it's probably not him, but it's probably his strategy team. He wants to see what Republican Party he's going to be dealing with. I'm actually curious, too. Joe Biden wants to stress test the United States Senate. He wants to see really who's going to be in charge here. Joe Biden wants to see whether he's going to be dealing with a Chamber of Commerce Republican Party, where as I am reading this at uschamber.com, it says, take action. We stand with dreamers. Reforming immigration policy to encourage economic growth and job creation in the U.S., protect dreamers, TPS recipients, and employment authorized H-4 dependent spouses from losing their work authorization. Do you think the U.S. Chamber actually cares about these people? Of course not. The chamber wants millions of more people for cheap labor to go buy their piles of plastic from their corporate empires. They don't want rising wages. They don't want increased entrepreneurship. The chamber does not represent normal people. The chamber represents the Fortune 100, maybe the Fortune 250, and at a slight impact, the Fortune 500 companies in this country. The chamber does not care about middle class workers. The chamber does not care about minority workers. They have this under the 
guise of that they're trying to be compassionate. There's nothing compassionate about bringing in another million people into our country every single year. Nothing whatsoever. And for Republicans listening to this, if Joe Biden is inaugurated as president of the United States on January 20th, and he sends that bill over to the U.S. Senate, I'll be interested to see what Republican Party we're dealing with. Because the Republican Party that actually gave you your Senate majority would say that that bill is dead on arrival. Tom Tillis, why did you win in North Carolina? John Cornyn, why did you win in Texas? Joni Ernst, why did you win in Iowa? Steve Daines, why did you win in Montana? Lindsey Graham, why did you win in South Carolina? Susan Collins, why did you win in Maine? Because voters in all of those key Senate states and battleground states agreed with the president and immigration. Slow it down. Keep the moratorium in place. We have serious problems in our country. And the current immigration policies have damaging effects in a variety of different ways. But if Mitch McConnell and Senate leadership decide to betray the promises that they made to their voters in Iowa, North Carolina, Montana, South Carolina, and even Kentucky, where Mitch McConnell won big, Texas, then there will be a serious political price to pay, not just for the U.S. Senate in 2022, but also in the House of Representatives in 2022. So this will be one of the first massive political tests based on what Joe Biden is saying. If he gets inaugurated as president of the United States, if he gets inaugurated, this will be a significant test. What Republican Party will we be dealing with? What party will we be working with? Is it going to be the gang of eight Republican Party? Pushed forth by the Chamber of Commerce, where they wanted to do a deal with Chuck Schumer to give amnesty to millions of illegals. That would just be permanent Democrat voters in the future. Or actually, do you want to fulfill the promises that elected President Donald Trump in certain states and in 2016, where all of a sudden Republicans are winning the Rio Grande Valley? Why did Donald Trump win the Rio Grande Valley? The first Republican to do so since 1906. It's because Donald Trump was an immigration restrictionist, which is actually a very popular position with Americans. Despite the chattering of the woke BLM Incorporated crowd and the open border Chamber of Commerce lobby. And what's so interesting is that the chamber thinks they have this all figured out. The chamber thinks that now they can have things that help them on the corporate side and also satisfy the needs, wants and demands of the social justice warrior left. That's why the chamber gets along so well with Democrats. That's why the chamber is so quick and happy to work alongside Nancy Pelosi, because the chamber actually does not have any sort of philosophical charter. All the chamber cares about is profit. That's all they care about. All the chamber cares about is how many human beings can I get into this country to be trading with dollars to go buy things from our megaton corporations and bring wages down. Rinse, repeat. That's it. Whereas the social justice warrior Bernie Sanders, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar, Ayanna Presley left. They actually have a philosophical bend to them. They want to see America deteriorated. They think that America is a colonialist, racist, awful country. 
And for them, they see this perfect marriage between we get all the money from the Chamber of Commerce to help us achieve our goals to destroy the country. So Mitch Mitch McConnell and Senate Republicans will be sent a bill from Joe Biden. If Mitch McConnell is serious about staying Senate Majority Leader, he should say this bill's dot on arrival. Thanks for playing. The moment that Mitch McConnell starts negotiating with Joe Biden on amnesty, on expanded visas, he will have a revolt from 70 million people that he is not prepared to endure. Now, Mitch McConnell is not politically dumb, but the purpose of this segment and the purpose of me emphasizing this so much is that in order to get Republicans to do the right thing, we must warn them clearly and warn them early. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are giving Republicans clear marching instructions, marching orders, I should say. Cut 13, Kamala Harris says, we selected a cabinet that looks like America. Play cut 13. When Joe asked me to be his running mate, he told me about his commitment to making sure we selected a cabinet that looks like America, that reflects the best of our nation. And that's what we have done. Today's nominees and appointees come from different places. They bring a range of different life and professional experiences and perspectives. So why does it matter if it looks like America or not? What does skin color have to do with anything? What does how you look have to do with whether or not the people are going to be capable of actually doing their job? What does that have to do with Governing the country correctly. And that's a preview of the racial politics that Joe Biden will be engaging in as president. That is a preview of the type of philosophy that will be governing Joe Biden, which is pandering to corporate interests in the trillionaire class and also the social justice warrior base of the Democrat Party. Yamichi Alcindor, cut 12. Biden's new cabinet is like the Avengers, superheroes who will save us all. Cut 12. The other thing I'll just say is I was talking to a Democrat who just said this also felt like the Avengers. It felt like we're being rescued from this this (laughs) craziness that we've all lived through from the last four years. And now here are the superheroes to come and save us all. I hope they keep this up. I hope the media keeps up the cheerleading. So it's just so unbelievably boring. And Yamichi is not a journalist. She's an activist. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and more. HR manager salaries are never cheap, and they're an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. 
You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month to month, there are no hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time in HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Kirk right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Kirk. Spell BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Kirk. The activist media made billions of dollars fear-mongering that Donald Trump represents the rise of the Third Reich in America, which was never rooted in fact, never rooted in any sort of evidence. And let me ask you a question. Who is more like the Stasi from the 1930s? A governor who forces you to stay at home and can't visit your loved ones on Thanksgiving? Or a president who deports actual Nazis from our country, who has Jewish grandkids? The argument falls apart instantaneously once it's cross-examined with facts. But as Dennis Prager commonly says, truth is not a left-wing value. They don't care about what is true. They just care about what makes them more likely to assume power. But I actually hope that the activist media keeps up this endless, exhausting cheerleading. I hope that they continue this cringe-worthy narrative of praising Joe Biden for the type of socks that he is wearing. And Joe Concha said this on Cut 7, that Joe Biden is a coward for not only taking softball questions from friendly reporters on Democrats from a predetermined list. Play Cut 7. Compare that to President Trump, again, who had press conferences on a daily basis for 90 minutes at at some points in terms of taking all questions, very hostile. And here you have Joe Biden, who has a friendly press corps, and he actually has a staffer, Jason, that has to call on reporters, a predetermined list. Okay, who's going to call on Joe Biden? Oh, we have to keep him in a safe space. And God forbid a Bo Erickson of CBS or Peter Ducey of Fox News asks a question that challenges him. I hate to use this word, but quite frankly, the next president of the United States is a coward. And he is. He is a coward, but he's being protected by the activist media. And let me tell you, this will fall apart for them. You cannot govern a country. With 330 million people, with the leader that allegedly won, according to the activist chattering class, be this protected, be this insulated, without cross-examination. Republicans have enjoyed a massive red wave all across the country, thanks to President Trump. President Trump was a buoy, not an anchor, despite what many consultants would lead you to believe, which just leads to the magical impossibility and improbability of Joe Biden's victory. According to the 538 blog, which I think is run by Nate Silver, who is a con man, Republicans are set to control redistricting of 188 congressional seats, or 43% of the entire House of Representatives. At most, Democrats will control redistricting of 73 seats, and since races are still being called, it could be less. This is a rare occasion where the winner at the top of the ticket had little or no effect in the state houses. Hmm, wonder why. Republicans won almost every 2020 election in which control of redistricting was at stake. 
which is strange. This gives the credence to the cries of election fraud, even though legal validity is still needed to prove this, that Joe Biden was actually a detriment for down ballot candidates. Donald Trump was a help. And yet we saw more inexplicable cross ballot voting than ever in American history, which almost no one can explain. So we're in a very important moment for the Republican Party. What type of party will Republican leadership decide to be? They'll have tests if Joe Biden gets inaugurated as president on immigration, on tech, on data, on trade, on foreign wars. And what Donald Trump taught us is that those issues actually matter a lot more to American workers than just some of the kind of superfluous, esoteric, policy wonk discussions that dominate so much of the cable television conversation in our country. And that article I was reading from is from Red State. They quoted 538 blog, redstate.com. And so will the Republican Party decide to be a party of workers or a party of warmongers? That's the question. And this Thanksgiving, as you sit down with relatives whom you might disagree that might be on the left, might be Democrats, they might be Biden voters, ask them, are they okay with a multi-billionaire class that assumes total control of their life? Is that really what they voted for? Are they okay with Joe Biden pandering to the people that are beating the drums of war? Are they, are they okay with the continual destruction that trade policies have have done on middle-class workers. And that segues to a final point I want to make this Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving, a lot of you will inevitably get in very heated conversations with family members or friends. Understand that how you handle those conversations is critically important. Less about what you say, but how you say it. That substance actually sometimes does not matter as much as style. But I highly encourage every single person listening to this on podcast, on radio, on live stream to have those conversations. As soon as we stop talking, we start tearing each other apart. As soon as we stop having dialogue, then you're going to start having nothing but force. Be calm, be respectful, ask questions. But think if every single person listening to this interfaced with someone they disagreed with this Thanksgiving weekend, that is how conversions actually happen. You might get worn down. You might get... a little deflated. That's okay. That's normal. It's less about the conversions. It's more about the conversations. It's about diving deep into the issues. It's about discussing with people that you might disagree with because they'll trust you and they'll, they'll entertain you and don't be sarcastic. Don't be full of mockery or ridicule. They might be towards you. Don't get upset, but I can tell you that conversions are possible. That. Things do not have to operate in a monolith. That if every single conservative Trump supporter out there held the line this Thanksgiving, had those difficult conversations, dove deep into the dialogue and the discussion, that's how we're going to win the future. As soon as we 
act as if we have these invisible handcuffs on and don't talk and allow lies to go unanswered, that's when the bad guys win. I want to encourage all of you to subscribe to the Charlie Kirk Show podcast. You take out your phone and type in Charlie Kirk Show. Hit that beautiful subscribe button. You guys can always email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. Speak to you very soon. See you next week. God bless.